17th of February 1963, Michael Jeffrey Jordan was born in Brooklyn, New York. He was the fourth child out of five. He had two older brothers, one older sister and one younger sister. His mother was a bank employee and his father was an equipment supervisor. He also served in the Air Force service. His parents were his heroes when he was growing up. He said that he couldn't think of anyone else being his hero or role model because his parents worked so hard to raise him and his siblings so he had to have them as heroes and look up to them and lead by their example. So his family was, his, fa his parents were his heroes. Him and his family moved to North Carolina in 1968 where they suffered a lot of racism because obviously it was in the 60s. Um, it was also in, in that part of the country where racism was still a big, big thing. Um, Michael was also a troubled kid in school. He had uh, caused a lot of trouble in school and he once was expelled from school for a day and his mother punished him by taking him to her work and putting him in in the car in the park while she went to work all day long and so he had to sit in the car waiting for her so that was his punishment so this was the start of the young michael jordan michael attended the emsley a laney high school in north carolina during his time in this high school he played multiple sports such as baseball, football, and basketball. Well, Michael stuck to basketball because that's what he felt that he was good at and had a lot of potential. He tried out for the main team, the varsity team, in his sophomore year, but he was cut, unfortunately, because he was only 5'11 or 180 centimeters, which was deemed too short. And this really infuriated Michael because he was such a competitive young boy and he really had a chip on his shoulder. So he joined the junior varsity team, which is the B team basically to the main team, to the varsity team, where he averaged 40 points a game. So for those of you who don't understand basketball, is that when you shoot a shot and it goes into the basket, you could either score two points or three points at most so he was doing a lot of, he averaged 40 every single game which is amazing for young kids so he became the star and he, he pretty much ran that team the following summer he worked very hard and he grew four inches which is 10 centimeters if you're wondering and that was like way past his family's average because they were all not very tall uh, and his genetics, if you would have looked at it closely, he would have not grown that much. But he surpassed that and he became much more taller than the rest of his family. And obviously he earned his spot in his team, and in the main team. And after he earned it, he averaged 25 points a game for two years. Which is not as much points as before, but this time, you know, you have to count in uh, two years, double the time. And also the competition got much better and 25 points is still great uh, when you're playing in the main team he was selected to play the, uh, the 1981 mcdonald's all-star game which is a game that 
and every single uh, which is a game of the best high school uh, basketball players uh, are selected and they play against each other so he was uh, playing against the best of his age uh, from his senior year he was playing the best of his uh, age gap uh, and he scored 30 points so he dropped 30 points on the rest of the so and the, the guys he was facing were like the best of the best of the country and he dropped 30 points on them so that was his uh, way to uh, college and he was uh, steamrolling and he had a lot of promise and it showed pretty clearly he accepted a scholarship at the university of north carolina at chapel hill he received multiple offers from multiple different of universities colleges but he chose north carolina because he felt that he was close to home and his family which is a great thing because such a young age you shouldn't really be too far away from your family he majored in the cultural geography he was also named the freshman of the year after averaging 13.4 points a game he and his team also won the 1982 NCAA championship which is a championship where you it's pretty much like the all-american game but now you have the best college players from the entire country up against each other in a tournament and he won it with a jump shot against Georgetown which had a future uh, rival Patrick Ewing he also averaged 17.7 um, points during his three years in college. He was selected to the NCAA All-American first team in 1983 and 84. He also won multiple other awards in 1984 and he left college with one, with one year left in 1984 to enter the NBA draft where the real pros and the big money was michael was selected third pick overall for the, by the chicago bulls which were a mediocre team that uh didn't uh, couldn't fill out their own arenas during games um, their own players were drug addicts so it was not a great place but uh they needed someone like uh, michael jordan because they were really in need of someone to lift them up to the next level the reason he was third and not first was that the other two teams needed a center while michael was a uh, shooting guard so they uh they didn't have a place for him and chicago was the first team that did have a place for him he averaged 22.8 points a game in his rookie season now i told you that he averaged uh in high school 25 now he was averaging even more than that against the best of the best like the nba is the best of like the entire world like this is like pinnacle of basketball and he was already showing his worth and he was already um, mixing with the best he helped his team that had a previously 35 percent win rate which is terrible to become contenders for the playoffs so they have a regular season of uh, 82 games and 
multiple and uh, knockout uh, games for the playoffs and then finally the two final teams that are standing fight for the championship in seven games and whoever wins uh, wins the championship he was voted as an all-star by the fans which is um, a game where uh, two, each player from the two sides eastern and the western conference uh, are voted and they play against each other and together from different teams but the veterans did not like the attention Michael was getting because he was scoring in a special way like when he used to dunk he used to fly through the leaping in crazy fashion like no no one else before and he was filling out the arena in Chicago Bulls he was just entertaining to watch and he do, was doing wizardly uh, tricks and he had a lot of things up his sleeves but they didn't like it and when they played the all-star game every single one in, in his team refused to pass him the ball during the game uh, this was layered up the freeze out so they were really insecure and already shaken by a rookie because they don't want him to uh, outshine them really really insecure uh, veterans as they were called Chicago ended the season with a record of 38 wins and 44 losses. And this, like I said, is better than before because they only before had 35% win rate. And now they almost, almost had a 50% win rate. Michael was this. He was also awarded Rookie of the Year, meaning the best newcomer of the season. Uh, but they were quickly eliminated in the first round of the playoffs by the Milwaukee Bucks in two games. The next season, however, wasn't uh, a lot of playing because he injured himself after suffering a broken foot in the third game. So he missed 64 games out of 82, which was very devastating. And when he got back, because he got back right before the playoffs, he only had limited times to play so when he was in the field they were doing very well and when they weren't they were suffering but somehow they still made it to the playoffs with a record of 30 wins and 52 losses making it one of the worst records to ever qualify for the playoffs uh, and Michael uh, got back and played in the playoffs against the Boston Celtics, which was considered the greatest team ever. And uh, he and they also consisted of four Hall of Famers, including Larry Bird. But Michael, who was only 23 at this at this time, uh, played two games against them. In the second game, he scored 63 points against a team, like I said, had four Hall of Famers, was deemed the best team ever, including Larry Bird. He scored 63 points as a, in his second season, he scored 63 points against them, which like was crazy because he was, he was outshining every single one of them. And he was only in his 60s and these were like established all-time greats at the time. But unfortunately, Chicago still lost because as great as Michael was and as great as uh, Boston, Boston 
team acknowledged that he was great he didn't have uh, the, the best teammates so because of that they managed to pull themselves together and beat the Chicago but they didn't beat Michael they beat Chicago so they still lost so Michael returned for the third season knowing that he can 100% compete and not only compete with the best but also beat the best he only needed a great team around him so Michael was also known to be a very competitive but also pushing and, and, drag, and making it tough for his teammates to make them work hard and make them really try to make them better and some people liked it and some people have criticized him for that but I think that's the right approach because if you're in a team with him and he's clearly the best player you should try to follow him and emulate him not try to play like him but follow the way he prepares he trains and maybe you can uh, match him not match him but you can support him better but people criticize him for that because they've never seen something like it anyway in his third season he scored 3000 points which had only been done by another player uh, he scored obviously not averaged he scored totally 3000 points in the 86-87 season with 200 steals and 100 blocked shots so it was developing into a great defensive player as well as a offensive one in the 1987-88 season he led the average uh, scoring uh, in the league again he won his uh, first MVP award meaning the most valuable player meaning that it was yeah meaning the most valuable player he was also named the defensive player of the year like i said before he was developing to a great defensive player as well as a offensive one this time chicago made it out out of the first round and they this time unfortunately lost to uh destroyed pistons which was a physical team nicknamed the bad boys which were led by isaiah thomas and also had dennis rodman on the team and they were when i say physical i mean like really physical like they uh, they were violent specifically against michael for obvious reasons the following season the bulls made it to the eastern conference finals uh, meaning the best of this their side and they only needed to win one more series and they would make it to the finals um and they made it there by beating the cleveland cavaliers and the new york knicks but this time when they got to the finals eastern conference finals they lost to the pistons again after they this time employed the jordan rules which basically were rules that were uh, marking specifically only Michael Jordan and only and every single time he got the ball or touched it they were gang up on him two or three people at one time against him and just take the ball away from him or just ta and foul him in nasty fashion so they were eliminated again by the Pistons and the Pistons of course went out to win and all that in the 89-90 season the Bulls were the team on rice this time because like i said before they were a mediocre team and they had more losses than wins this time they were turning it around and were becoming a contender so they were on the rise with core players like i said michael and this time my uh, scotty pippen and horace grant they got a new coach 
Phil Jackson. They made it to the Eastern Conference again after beating the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers. But as you can already see, there's a trend that has been going on here. This they lost to the Pistons again for the third year in a row. And listen, I cannot imagine going through 82 games. I mean, two series and then losing to the same team again repeatedly three times in three years especially guys that were uh, fouling you being physical with you embarrassing you like i mean i don't know what kind of mental toll that takes on you i mean that that's just incredible so michael like i said before he was a very competitive guy and tried always to find an edge to beat everyone so he went to the gym this time and he put on 15 pounds which all which is 90 uh, kilos no 90 not 90 kilos nine kilos he put on 15 pounds which is also nine kilograms of muscle to deal with the physicalness and aggressiveness of the pistons next time they met in the 19 and 91 seasons michael won his second mvp award after averaging 31.5 games 31.5 games and uh, made it to the eastern conference final again after beating the knicks and the 76ers this time when they faced the pistons they were prepared and they sweeped the Pistons in a four-game sweep, meaning they beat them four games in a row, and this time they managed, finally, after so many, 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 many years, they finally managed to make it to the NBA Finals. Now, Michael could really prove and really achieve his potential. When they made it to the Finals, they faced the one, the only, Los Angeles Lakers, which had magic Irving Johnson so they were already facing uh, a great team like on the level of Boston Celtics and they played uh, for five games out of seven possible the first game Los Angeles won with 93 points to 91 in Chicago and this was at Chicago's home then in the second game Chicago won and this time they won with a bigger margin to 107 to 86 and then Chicago Bulls won the next three which uh, made it uh, clear that they won the series and the championship with it so here it was Michael Jordan won his first championship something that he was always destined for and a lot of people believe that he would uh, win he was also the MVP final. So there's two MVPs. There is the MVP for the regular season. And then there's the MVP for the finals. All in a slash playoffs. And I think that the MVP finals is more worked than the regular season. So he did it. And he won his first championship after seven years. They then made it to the 
final the next year as defending champions again. And this time they won. They played. This time they played six games to decide who were the winners. The first game, Chicago won with a big margin of 122 to 89 of Portland Trailblazers. Then Portland Trailblazers won with 115 to 104. Chicago came back with that in the third game with 94 to 84. Chicago come back again. No, not Chicago. Portland came back with 93 and very tight game 88. And Chicago won the two final games and make sure that they won with four to two games. So here it was and now it started to uh, go loosen up now. So before they struggled to make it through the conf the uh, playoffs, now they were winning championship after championship. And again, once again, Michael Jordan was the MVP. And rightly so. And then they made it to the finals once again for the third year in a row going for the three-peat, which is very rare. Still to this day, it's very rare to, to accomplish in the NBA. So Michael made it to the, or not Michael only, but they made it to the, uh, the finals. This time against Phoenix Suns, which had the great Sir Charles Barkley. And this was a very, very tough game. So Chicago won the first game with 100 to 92. They won the second game with 111 to 108. Phoenix Suns came back with 129 to 121. Chicago won the fourth game with 111 to 105. To save the series, Phoenix came back with 108 to 98. But unfortunately for them, Chicago finally sealed the deal in the sixth game and won with one single point on with 99 to 98 so here it was now three straight championships and michael obviously again was the mvp the most valuable player and this time it was uh, a big thing because well i mean what can i say now they have won three championships in a row and, and also another thing that Michael managed to accomplish was uh, that uh, he made it to the Olympics uh, again after his college team, after uh, it became a professional as well, because before it was only for the college teams. So he had won the, um, the his first Olympic gold medal in 1984 in the in LA Olympics after, shortly after the NBA draft. He then uh, went to the Barcelona 1992 um, Olympics, forming the dream team with him, uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, and Scottie Pippen. So they formed the dream team and pretty much went undefeated and were untouchable during the entire tournament and just obliterated the rest of the teams, which were mostly European teams. So. There was that as well, the dream team, an Olympic gold medal, and the three NBA championships. But Michael, 
suffered a tragedy not too long um, after his uh, third championship. His father, which was a big part of his uh, his life, you know, like I said before, his parents were his heroes, was killed and brutally murdered while he uh, had uh, parked on the side of a road and was shot many times by by a few kids. When I say kids, I mean like teenagers, so um, they wanted to steal his car. So they shot him. And this obviously devastated Michael. And he decided to retire from the NBA and basketball entirely and went over for a little while to baseball, which is, uh, which is like I said before, something he did in high school, but also a sport that his father wanted him to do instead of basketball. So in this way, he felt like he was doing his father uh, a favor or not, but he was making his father proud that he was switching over to the sport he, he always loved. But his uh, time in uh, in baseball wasn't necessarily bad, but it was just bad because he didn't make it to the uh, um, ML, MLB. Uh, he made it to the second highest league. So I think they call it a flop because of that. But if you look at it, an adult that just um, that haven't done any uh, b- baseball in a very long time jumps over to your to another sport and manages to achieve some kind of res- um, respectful result is very uh, admirable but they deemed it a failure and uh, he uh, he he returned after 18 months to the NBA he wasn't really the same um, he had to because he when he went over to baseball he had uh, trained to become a baseball player so he, a lot of his physicality and all that that was his body was more adapted to the baseball than the basketball so during the off season he had to reconstruct his body and rebuild his body to be in shape again and be great for basketball and great they were for the 1996 NBA finals he Scottie Pippen and this time they had Dennis Rodman teamed up with Phil Jackson once again and this time they faced the Seattle Supersonics, which um, which was an interesting team because the uh, he the other guy uh, forgot his name, but he played in the other team, and he instead of Michael was the season's MVP, and that made Michael really angry because he really felt like he deserved to become the to be the MVP that season. But anyways, they started off the games with the first game going to Chicago with 107 to 90. Second game again to Chicago, this time a tight margin with 92 to 88. Chicago won the third game with 108 to 86. But the Supersonics came back with a 107 to 86 and 89 to 78 in back-to-back games. But Chicago sealed the deal with an 87 and 75 in the sixth game, winning their fourth championship together, Michael, Scottie Pippen, and the Chicago Bulls. And Michael, once again, was the uh, MVP finals. They again made it to the final the, uh, in the 1997 Chicago, uh, NBA finals. 
and this time they played against the Utah Jazz and uh, it was a uh, it was once again a competitive one Chicago won the first two and uh, Utah Jazz won the the next two the third and four games Chicago won the the two final to seal the deal once again so you're starting to see a pattern they always have seven games maximum but they always only use up the sixth because they are always so good to finish it off uh, before and then they had the 19, 19, 1998 um, NBA finals which was uh, pretty much the final year for everyone this was Michael's final year in Chicago. This was Phil Jackson's final year. Scottie Pippen's final year. Dennis Rodman's final year. Every great player's final year in that team. And uh, they made sure that this was a special send-off. And they made an entire documentary in, um, in Netflix dedicated to this one. And game one started off a bit weird. Utah Jazz won this time. And they won by a very tight margin. With an 88 to an 85 uh, game, Chicago won the second, the third, the fourth, and then uh, Utah Jazz won the f the fifth. And then again, Chicago Bulls in the sixth game, like usual, sealed the deal. And this was that Michael repeated his Michael and Scottie pretty much repeated their second three peat. And that's like I said before, one three pit is rare and difficult enough to to do, but to do second one in the span of a few years was just incredible. And I think if Michael hadn't retired, maybe or maybe not, he would have uh, made sure that they won uh, two seasons he missed, so they would have won uh, eight championships in a row because they were a dream team basically. So they won three uh, championships twice, making it six. And Michael definitely lived up to his potential. Maybe he could have he could have won much more, but six championships, uh, pretty much the MVP in all of them, uh, which pretty much sealed the deal that Michael was the greatest uh, basketball player. He also elevated basketball to an international level. So now that I've gone through pretty much the key points, the beginnings and the tough times of Michael Jordan's career, it's time to look at his uh, legacy. Well, the first thing that I think about is that he was a crucial uh, piece to NBA becoming very popular, not only in the US, but also in the entire world. And pretty much now everyone knows uh, the NBA because of Michael Jordan. The reason my, uh, the NBA became so such a popular sport, surpassing uh, the football, baseball, and all of those uh, things, were because uh, Michael had a, a way of playing which was just you just couldn't take your eyes off him. He was a must-see TV, and when you have something that is a must-see TV, you're gonna have more people watching because it's a must-see. The way he, like I said before, leaped through the air, was flying. And Muhammad Ali once said that, uh, you know, that man is flying in 1991. He just elevated the sport. The way it was seen, you know, it shifted from being a sport where there were drug addicts to this young, energetic, and very competitive 
um, you know, very acrobatic and, you know, magical uh, kid just burst onto the scene and became like the, the greatest and achieved a lot. He wasn't just flashy, he wasn't just, he wasn't overrated or anything. He was, you know, he had the skills, but he also managed to get the achievements with it to back him up. Another thing is that he uh, made the Bulls, or he didn't make it single-handedly, but he definitely was a big part of the Chicago Bulls becoming champion, champions. Like I said before, they were mediocre before. They weren't winning uh, much. They only had 35% percentage win. They couldn't fill the arena. They uh, had players that were doing drugs, and Michael also told a story where he first entered the uh, hotel room with his teammates and they were had, you know, weed, they had cocaine and then they had prostitutes. So he was in that environment and he managed to transform everyone and, you know, he helped the, his teammates and, uh, and the coach that partnered him in Phil Jackson made that team even better. So he was a big piece of the Chicago Bulls going from straight up mediocre nothing special to the best like of the best like beating everyone effortlessly another thing is that he's his competitiveness so michael wasn't all, only competitive on court he was competitive in anything you know he was a gambler he uh, he once told one of his teammates that you know weren't gambling with him on the, the plane you know, he told them like, you know, I want to gamble with you too. And they said, you know, we don't have much money. He said, no, no, I don't want you to bet uh, a lot, man. I just wanna, I just wanna have your money in my pockets. Just because he was that competitive, he used to play games with his bodyguards, and when they beat him, he used to get angry because he was that competitive. He is competitive still to this day, and he's almost sixty. He's competitive in anything. And there's this saying that he took every single thing personal. If the media said that someone was better than him, he got angry and uh, embarrassed them and destroyed them. He also wanted to create stories in his head so he could have more motivations and embarrass people on court. So he, he had this tendency like he took every single thing as a personal insult and he took it out on the court and embarrassed whoever came across him. Which is... Uh, you know, a funny thing if you think about it, but also, you know, this guy, you know, had this competitive, you know, well, first of all, thank God that he only played basketball and didn't do anything else, but, um, or he does a lot of other things. He's a billionaire now. And that's another thing. He also is a businessman and he also and made sure that uh, he also was a big part of uh, Nike becoming a major thing and is a major thing to this day because... You know, Air Jordans, all that, um, made Nike explode uh, in the entire world. So the thing is that Michael was the greatest and most influential, not most, but one of the most influential people and definitely the most influential player of all time for the basketball and the NBA. And that is what makes Michael special. He was influential and took it to another level.